This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we talked American football with a guy with quite a quite amazing story, Brilliant didn't story. We? Great but, talker. Yeah. Effie uh, Abada plays chat. for the Carolina Panthers, but started his career playing American football in London. Very nice guy. You'll hear from him. Um, we also talked boxing. and had a bit of a chat with Gareth A. Davis, uh, slightly fearful of a, an Evander Holyfield-Mike Tyson fight, which sort of led to a, another conversation along similar line so we hope you enjoy that with Gareth um, and uh, we had a bit of a chat about various things some of it uh, pun based uh, and we also um, had the birthday spread which yeah. was a thriller it really was a thriller we can't give it away but wow what a game here it all is And everyone, good afternoon, Max. Ah, good afternoon, Paul. And so it's good to get everything done, isn't it? Manchester City are champions, Manchester United, <laughs> Leicester, West Ham, Champions League, Sheffield United, West Brom, Fulham down. We can go off air until the Euros. Yeah, so that's a, all we can, we can shut relief. down, can't Absolutely we? Yeah, we can, right. No need to talk about football again at any point until no, the European I think Champions. It's all done, isn't um, it? I, I, I did that thing last night. I'm finding with five games, is that game too far? I, I, I find with four games, I can maybe have a bit of discipline and stick with. But you flip, you flip with five games, don't you? You just can't help yourself. So I um, I thought the palate cleanser was a, normally the bad game, but mm. actually Leeds, because Leeds, it doesn't matter who Leeds are playing, the, the game becomes exciting. And Leeds Everton was just a breathless football match, wasn't it? And, and I know Everton were brilliant for the first half, and then Leeds hammered them in the second half, and I was just. Uh, there were so many great moments, but I do have a problem that I'd like to take up with the Premier League. Oh, yeah. That the palate cleanser at Leeds Everton and Fulham Leicester were on at the same time. Mm. So I kind of had a kick clash between my laptop and my TV where oh. both... It was white v blue for both. And so, so I had they, to... They should have really an eye on the kits being warm because people are watching more game exactly. more than one game yeah, at if once. you've got more okay. than one screen. They quite a lot of them to think about during a pandemic, isn't well, it, really? I, listen, you know, that's why they're paying <laughs> yeah. a lot of money, aren't they? These football so. administrators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a problem that I... I'm I, surprised you stayed with Leicester Fulham because it's kind of dead at half Well, I gave up really. on Burnley City because City are just imperious, yeah. aren't they? And yeah. I thought they... There were, there were two moments, though, in, in the football yesterday that upset me slightly not just the that, that yeah. kick clash across games um Gabriel Jesus not finishing that chance that when Gundogan chested it off I mm. love a, I love a chest in football it's oh, a, yeah, yeah. It's a great it was, moment it was good wasn't it was it? a beautiful layoff and Jesus didn't finish and Alioski's 
volley hitting the post. Yeah. Because those goals that didn't happen will be lost to time now. Mm. People won't talk about them like... They'll never be shown again. They'll never they? be shown again, and that's Unless a Unless you bring up Max Rushton's 50 great chests. <laughs> that's a really You could good, do that. You I could mean, have Zlatan's in, goal for yeah, Sweden against true. England, couldn't I mean, you? I could, you could have the Alonso mm. one, the other. Well, as soon as it, it hits anybody's chest, yes, and that was I mean, his knee, wasn't it? Well, that show would be could go in two different directions, yeah. couldn't it? I'd <laughs> very much go the footballing route. I'm sure you would take the I footballing route. Yeah. A rare mistake by Nick Pope, we should point out. I mean, that's not like him. It's typical. As soon as you start bigging someone, up yeah. uh, he flaps at one which is very rare for him so I think we'll cut him some slack and Olsen had a good game talking to keepers so old uh, Pickford maybe looking over his shoulder made yeah, a couple possibly. of big saves didn't he uh, Ryan Hunt tweeting yesterday um, since Graham Potter made a point of ditching the tracksuit and mm. going into his own clothes played 7-1-5 drawn one lost yeah. one and Brighton were brilliant yesterday I mean, perhaps Spurs I losing wasn't as bad as we all thought no, it was I, mean, I, I, I mean, thought I they think, were brilliant I, yesterday I think people always look for excuses but three games in six days Liverpool had uh, with a pretty stretched squad I mean I know they've got a deep squad and it doesn't take away from what Brighton did but I've got a bit of sympathy for what Klopp mm. said they did look they did look a bit mentally tired didn't I they I think but so Brighton Brighton were fantastic completely deserved it yeah. didn't they and, and you know players who are fun Dan Byrne is fun yeah. isn't he I mean I know it's do you think he's fun do you think he'd be fun to have a pint with yeah you get that sense think, that yeah, he'd I be so. he'd be so. life and soul he wouldn't go too far he wouldn't start putting sort of um Pickled eggs down the back of your kecks. <laughs> no, I don't think he wouldn't so. do a lot of the some old footballer things. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't. Yes, he wouldn't. Ping in the plant pots. I don't and think stuff. so. I don't think there'd be a five p in your pint. And you have to <clears> neck <throat> it. I don't think he. He wouldn't go. I don't think he'd play lookalikes as well. I don't think he'd go full <clears throat> dice. I think he'd he just would. be. He just. He's a good fun on the pitch. I you think he's, he'd be good fun off the pitch. Well, if well. anybody involved in Brighton Hove album can tell us mm. if that is the case have with Dan a, Burn, yeah. he had may you, be miserable as sin. Had he had a pint with Dan Burn? Is he dry? Yeah. Is it not worth me? You know. Maybe you want to give us. I mean, we do that as a feature normally around people who collect matchboxes and has a, have a collection of 20. We have a little feature called Occasional Feature. I bet it'd be fun to have a pint with where you're cornered by someone who's got 60 million pieces of Lego and then proceeds to tell you about it <laughs> uh, when you have a chance meeting in the pub. But maybe let's, let's look at some of the footballers you feel would be fun to have a pint with. Yeah, you know, you, you could be completely wrong. Yeah. But uh, let us know. Also, um, Sporting Bluffs. There is a head of the Super Bowl. Uh, one of these Super Bowl uh, sponsors uh, have done a little survey mm -hmm. and uh, they've looked at um, sporting bluffers. 57% of adults have watched uh, a sporting contest without knowing the rules, with rugby scrums and football's offside rule among the hardest to grasp. Um, people went along and just got soaked up in the atmosphere, but it's one in six had faked understanding to impress others. So yeah, absolutely. Have you ever bluffed and yeah. and got caught, or, uh, or caught somebody out doing it? Absolutely right. So, and yeah. don't just say all the talk sport presenters. Oh yeah, yeah, know. yeah. We take that as red. Uh, Jim says I went on a date to a rugby match. I spent twenty minutes supporting the wrong team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite good. That's a good start. Um, yes, yeah, so if you could keep those coming, please. Yeah. One other note from last night was uh, uh, Dean Smith. Afterwards, I would talk about West Ham in just a second, and uh, I thought Villa would win this game. And mm. uh, but Dean Smith said, "Look, we got done on the counter attack. Sunday League football, you wouldn't do that." Just speaking from experience, I think you absolutely would. Yeah, <laughs> I got a feeling that. <laughs> and I know I play Saturdays, but had our Saturday team hosted West Ham in their current form, I think it may have been more than three-one. You I, think so? I, I could have credit been. West Ham. It, it could, could have, have been five or six. Yeah, possibly. The um, we're just hearing that Bednarek's um, red from the United game is going to be um, challenge, going to be appealed it by is, Southampton. Yes. And I'm just wondering if uh, and look, you know, it overcomplicates things. I know, but if they look at it and they decide that um, the the officials were hoodwinked, which I'll be really surprised at because Mike Dean, I mean Mike Dean, doubled down 
at the time. So the PGMO are not suddenly going to say he got it completely wrong. Well, so yes. I think they are wasting their time, to be honest. Yeah, Mike Dean had he had a great opportunity when watching the screen yeah. to notice that Martial dived yeah. and he didn't spot it there. Have we reached the stage, though, where if there is a feeling that it was a dive when looking at it in the cold light of day, that you should give Martial or anybody who does that, not just him, a bit of a retrospective yellow? I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. you happy with that? I think so. Maybe I think go it's back. about time, isn't it? Yeah, and maybe go back, take all the players back to the pitch. In that moment, that go moment. one, two, that's it. No, you're slightly, just move your left foot back <laughs> slightly, that's it. I did, I mean, didn't Southampton have said that they don't want, Southampton have sort of said, we don't want Mike Dean to officiate mm. any upcoming yeah. games. And they also don't want Lee Mason, who was the fourth official. And you're running out of people, you aren't you, really? just say, what, It's Graham Scott or nothing. Yeah. Who is it? We are a Martin Atkinson-based team. He can team. move in. He can move into one of the exec boxes, <laughs> be on the can't coach. he? Be on That'd the be coach. nice. Yeah, come off the coach be. with big headphones and his mask Good old on. Martin, he's, he's our 12th man, which is not necessarily <laughs> a good thing. Do you see the shock news today, uh, by the way? Oh, what's um, happened? Uh, this, is, uh, this is in the uh, world of uh, Italian football, if only I could find it. Um, if I can find it now, look at that. I've cut it out. I'm oh, doing an Andy. I can't believe that's, it. That's okay. Oh, here people it is. like that moment. Here we are. Uh, Mussolini's great grandson has signed a professional contract at Lazio. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Romano Floriani Mussolini has joined the club's youth system. Right. And I was thinking, I mean, there was there was uh, Chris Hitler, of course, who spent a couple of years uh, in the Blue Square. I mean, you may remember him just dipping from team he to team. He played Dagenham, didn't he, was Alan, Alan Starlin, Joe's yes. great-grandson. Not really been many, good. though, have they really? No. Do you remember many. Jeffrey Pott? There, yeah, uh, there, he was yeah. a really good one, wasn't he? There was Des Potts. Oh, remember Des, Des, Des Potts? Des Potts. <laughs> yeah. He was. Uh, he was very good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. You may have seen the uh, Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson fight back in November. It was. Uh, it was very popular. I think among the top ten pay per view fights of all time, which is. Staggering, really. I've got to be honest, it doesn't sit well with me. And uh, even more troubling is that we hear today that uh, it could be Tyson Holyfield 3. It could be in the Middle East, could be a £200 million fight. But I think the idea of a kind of legends boxing circuit is very troubling. Let's see if um, our uh, fine co-presenter of uh, our fine show here on TalkSport, the boxing show, and the Telegraph's boxing correspondent, Gareth A. Davis, agrees. Hi, Gareth. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon, mate. I, I know these are predominantly exhibitions, but it doesn't take much for a 58-year-old man to, you know, mm. to something terrible to happen. And I don't want this to happen to, to Holyfield, Tyson, or any of these great fighters. I, I, I don't like the fact that this is getting ahead of steam up. It was so lucrative, the first one, you kind of knew there were going to be more. I don't know how you feel about it. Well, I think you put your, your finger on the pulse there, really, Paul, because, you know, you think about it, uh, Evander Holyfield hasn't boxed for 10 years. And as you say, he's 58. It's a quarter of a century since these two men, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield, had those two monumental fights, the ear biting, the drama, um, the, the controversy, all those things. But th the problem is, when you look at last year and the three main pay-per-view successes of the year, the first one was that one, 1.2 million pay-per-view buys, Tyson against Roy Jones uh, Jr. Although, and I think we need to talk about this, the young YouTuber Jake Paul was, uh, was, was on the card against the former NBA player mm. Nate Robinson. We could talk about that, more of that in a moment. But the other two big pay-per-views of the year were Conor McGregor's comeback in the UFC against Donald Cerrone in Las Vegas. I was there. It topped about a million. And then in February... 
Uh, Tyson Fury winning the WBC title against Deontay Wilder, also in Vegas. About 800 to 850 are the figures released. When you see that, it's no wonder that these guys are talking about it. And um, if you get a Holyfield Tyson 3, the trilogy, you know what's going to be on the top of it. It's going to be a Logan Paul against a Mayweather, or it's going to be a Jake Paul. um, Well, Jake Paul is about to fight... Uh, another MMA fighter in a boxing match, Ben Askren. It will do big numbers. He's not renowned for his boxing. He's a wrestler. Purely on those numbers alone. And unfortunately, fight sports is sports entertainment, but it's a business. People see those big figures. Mike Tyson made 7.5 million from that exhibition bout with Roy Jones. You know, I stayed up till five in the morning to tap out a live report for the Telegraph on it. That's how much interest there was. But unfortunately, it's doing numbers it goes viral online, and therefore it becomes an event. There's nothing we can do about well, it. And that's what I, you know. There are probably lots of you know with the YouTube thing, right? We are for middle-aged men who are not sort of into YouTubers. You know, we're not just yelling at clouds here. You know, people like <laughs> it, and we have to. And and listen, a lot of sport is nostalgia, and yeah. a lot of well, mm, if you like mm. it or not, a lot of boxing is is sort of bloodlust. So if you put those things all together, then people are going to watch. Even, even then, though, I, I I've got no appetite to watch a bloke who's on YouTube who I'm sure has done a little bit of work in the gym and it might look good as, in an amateur fight. And neither have I. But taking people... on Floyd Mayweather, but, but, who could, but, who could but the, kill him? But the people but do. The, 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 t- the two Paul brothers, Logan and, uh, and Jake, between them, have 50 million subscribers to yeah. their YouTube channel. You know, think about those numbers. Yeah. But I wouldn't it, want to I, watch them thrown in front of a bus. No, no. more than I want to see them repeatedly no. punched <laughs> in the head by someone who, who's, who, who's, you know, hands or weapons. I, I just, I, 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 I think it does boxing a disservice, really. It's very hard it to... Yeah, how often do you, me, have to sort of fight boxing's corner as a sport? And people say... How do, why do you like that? Um, and it, it gets harder when you've got blokes of 58 and 54 fighting each other and kids who've got a YouTube channel taking on some of the greatest fighters of all time. I think it's harder to defend it as a sport where the more of you get this sort of stuff happening. Well, I thought I was coming on to give an opinion today and clearly you're very, very opinionated <laughs> yourself. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. It's... It, it's, um, it, it's a very difficult thing to... to I think something's shifting... The axis is shifting here. There is a younger audience. I mean, Jake Paul and Logan Paul, you see, they're not, they haven't just got a huge following. They're very clever marketeers. Um, you know, they, they, they play the D dash 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 act all the time. They play it up. Um, they, 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 they create these stunts. They're, they're as brilliant at marketing a fight as Floyd Mayweather was, as, as Conor McGregor is. And, and they capitalize from it. They've got, I'm Tiafimo Lopez is the mm. number one lightweight in the world at the moment. Put out a great tweet yesterday, and he completely agrees with you, and I agree with him. That's diminishing and diluting um, that the, the the hours, days, weeks, and years that that proper boxers put mm. into the sport. And not just that, Gareth. If, if something happened to one of these guys, to one of these legends, you know, uh, they were really badly hurt, or even worse, or one of these YouTube fighters. Um, it, it comes back on boxing as a sport. People would say, well, what do you expect? It's boxing's fault. And it wouldn't do, be boxing's you know, sport, fault, would it? I, I think it's more likely, and we saw, I mean, on, on the the main event, if you like, with, with Jones and Mike Tyson, which drew a lot of people to the event, obviously was Jake Paul, I say the YouTuber, Jake Paul, 22, 25 million followers against the former NBA player, Nate Robinson, 
who clearly, if you haven't seen it, Jensen, if people want evidence about the poverty of boxing, of some people being allowed in the ring, go and look at Nate Robinson's uh, performance against Jake Paul, how horribly he is knocked out, how he doesn't know where he is. I'm more worried about those people that don't know how to box yeah. getting hurt in there as well and diminishing the reputation uh, of of the sport that I've covered now for nearly thirty years. Um, and, I, listen, you know, I, that, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I don't agree, I agree with both of you, and I'm not a I'm not a boxing fan, and and you're right, it would uh, you know, it does make me just go that the whole thing is a circus, and it is important to to make that. Um, you know, to make a division between people who take this sport very seriously and it is an art form, right? Like lots of sports are. One of the problems seems to me that, you know, if you watch YouTubers try and play football, for soccer aid, the yeah. game is rubbish, mm. right? And if It's a bit watch, of fun, isn't it? It's a bit of fun. It's, but yeah, it's a bit of, course, of fun, but, but, it's, but you know, football. you're watching it going, this is rubbish, you know, charity cricket match, yeah. whatever. It's the, the, the bit of, you're not being punched in the head, are you? No, you're no, not no, being... no, 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 I, no. I mean, I agree with you completely on the safety mm. issue, but a fight is a fight. And you, if you see a p- fight outside a pub, you go, oh, look, there's a fight outside a pub. Like, oh. like a bad, like for yeah. people who aren't watching it for the art, are still watching two people have a fight. And, it's the and, old story. Mm. Someone screams, fight, fight in the playground. Yeah. And everybody's watching it. That, that's what happens. It's human nature, unfortunately. Mm. And, and, you know, it's down to the commissions at the end of the day. Mm. It's down to the boxing board of control. It's down to the commissions in America to say, no, this is the line. We, we need to come and investigate you and see if you are veritable as a boxer. We certify you. That's the only way they'll stop it. Yeah. But it, it, I, I don't think they will. I think this is a, I mean, I don't know if you've got time to tell me to tell you this story, but in the 20s, um, Oscar Wilde's nephew, I might have told you this story before, Paul. Mm. Oscar Wilde's nephew, Arthur Craven, who was a Dardaist, won the French Light Heavyweight Championship by turning up, and he was the only person to turn up. So he was, <laughs> he was designated French Light Heavyweight Champion. The first African-American heavyweight champion of the world, Jack Johnson, was on tour in Europe, running away from the authorities in America, and he agreed to an exhibition bout in a new bullring in, in Madrid. And um, he basically... I had a fight with Jack Johnson. There was a 6,000 crowd and they all wanted to see some bloodlust. And every time Jack Johnson Johnson touched him, he went down on the ground and curled up like an embryo. The rest (laughs) of the time, he ran around Jack Johnson, sprinting around the ring. to get Like the Lauren Hardy movie. It it was exactly (laughs) like that. Uh, um, uh, There was a riot. The police were called. um, And it caused a terrible controversy at the the time. Mm. That was in the 20s. That was 100 years ago. These things have always happened and, right. and you know you go back to gladiatorial rome and i don't i haven't looked through the 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 the, the latin tomes to find one yeah but i bet you there's a time where two gladiators who were horribly mismatched got in there mm. and they had a similar kind of thing i think it's probably always been the case but it's important we discuss it and we police it if we want to if we want an eyewitness report of gladiatorial rome we'll get colin hart on gareth <laughs> of course not colin <laughs> i don't mean it i take it back cheers gareth all Thanks, the best gareth. we'll catch up with you cheers, soon Jeff. There we are. Um, I think it's a fascinating debate, but I, you know, how do you stop it? I mean, how do you stop no, two you, people having a fight? You can't. I mean, can no, you? you can't. But you know, as as as, um, as Gareth said, there, these fights are being sanctioned. People are throwing awful lots of money at them to do this. And this is a fifty-four and a fifty-eight-year-old man um, who are going to sort of yeah. take. Oh, look, they're, it's they're, a ludicrous they idea. They are exhibition fights as such, but you do worry. You know, if you're repeatedly, if you take a few blows to the head at fifty-eight. From a guy who's in good shape, of course, that's not great. And it's even worse when it's someone like Mayweather versus a guy. I know that I know that the Paul brothers have, have kind of taken it seriously to a, to an extent, but you know they've never been hit like that before. 
Anyway, no, I, agree I think it's a completely. potty idea and it, it, it does demean the sport. But anyway, people are paid to watch it. What do I know? The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Um, we mentioned earlier on the, this survey that said uh, 57% of adults have watched uh, sport without knowing the rules and kind of bluffed their way through it. Uh, David Anisha says, my grandmother was an avid snooker watcher, but she never did know or even realised until I pointed it out that the colours had to be potted in a strict order. <laughs> Didn't she sometimes wonder, why doesn't he go for that He's easier one? He's going all the way one? around the houses. Go for that easier shot. God, he was bold, wasn't he? Off four cushions just trying to get that green in. Oh, we were talking earlier about Dan and burn and whether he was a I, I said yeah, fun said, footballer you, nice like a, you thought he looked like a nice bloke and I yeah. said would he be fun to have a pint with we got eyewitness news haven't we uh, yeah I worked on a football project in Blythe where Dan Byrne is from home of the mighty Spartans uh, which he played in when he was 15, 16 I can't vouch for his in the pub persona but I know he loves a laugh enjoys being the life and soul of the group remains a great lad to this day still going to the same pub with his old mates when he's back in the town to this day there we are so proved right yes. by, by mm. just by Dan Byrne's movement down the left hand side for Brighton <laughs> You could see it. He'd be nice to have two or three pints with. Doesn't have to be more than that. No, I'll be I'm happy sure, with that. I mean, I'll I don't that. think a Grand Potter would be happy if he did have more than that. Certainly, I mean, he, you know, he doesn't look like a man. Certainly, he didn't play like a man who has two or three pints a night last <laughs> no, night. No, not at all. Um, this comes he did from- against Wolves, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan, if you're listening. Uh, Anne from Leicester says, I played for a police football team and the chairman was the superintendent in charge of the station. One day after a famous victory, he decided to buy everyone on our team a drink uh, in the away team bar. Unfortunately, he didn't watch many matches and mistakenly bought a round of drinks for the opposition, <laughs> not recognising uh, any of us at all. Yes, uh, it, it didn't go down well. He got absolutely hammered. But uh, bluffers, we are looking for bluffers uh, from the world of sport this afternoon. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. If you've tried to bluff your way through it without knowing the rules or you've witnessed someone come a cropper, let us know. Max, you were going to set something else up, and I you was. did it online, and uh, you've yes. got a lot of feedback well, on a lot. it. This is, you know, this is a real, this is a pretty route one. This is a four four two. One, but uh, uh, Thomas Tuchel saying, you know, I, I wants to conduct a Chelsea orchestra. I believe in a disciplined structure on the field and in respect from everybody for his position. It's like an orchestra. We have to follow a discipline, a speed, a style. Everybody should know where the other guy is. We need a good relationship between the players and me so we trust each other. So I come on then. Your football orchestra, okay, 81089. What have you got then? John Obo Mikel. Nice. Uh, Tuberak Pom. That's quite good. <laughs> That's a good one. Cor Anglais Flow. Very good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Giovanni Lacello. Are these all yours? No, no these, well, I haven't these come up with the these. These are from the listeners. Should I name them? They're well, just I think so you many. Give okay. Them. okay. Alex, Jesse, Violin Guard. Uh, the chief exec says Ollie is Ed Woodwind. Um, uh, Scott says Marco Van Batten. Very it's nice. nice. Yeah. Um, uh, Trevor Kettle Drum, refereeing, says Tom HS. Um, and uh, Marco Gabbiadini's got in touch with the, uh, Ma- Peter Marincello, old school, he That's says. Good, yeah. uh, Tim says the super agent, Mino Viola. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Good work by uh, your acolytes. Yes. And Martin Ziegler, the late Papa Tuba Diop as well. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, lots of those. Quite a few tubers. Timothy. Tuba, of course, formerly of Spurs. Anyway, uh, if you like, go on, why not? Uh, we'll chuck Ten a few of those in that. as well. Yeah, come on, we won't go mad. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Yes, it is uh, Paul Hawksby and Max Rushton here on Talk Sport. Andy Jacobs and Jeff Peters join us for another birthday spread. We'll explain the rules. Pretty straightforward. If you've not heard it before, you can play along at home and take us on and even work out your own score. Put yeah, us to the yeah, sword. You'll you probably be better. better at the maths than we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thankfully Jeff's on hand. I've, and even I've his lost, maths are a bit I've sketchy. lost every game in a row 
and the real tragedy is I actually care. I know. A bit. I've noticed. I've seen you do look a bit crestfallen at the end of the show. If you seen, you know, I mean, you have. You know, I've seen you fist pump getting a getting one spot on. <laughs> you know, don't pretend there's no competitive bone in your in your okay. body. Well, we'll see what happens, <laughs> and we'll look ahead to uh, Chelsea versus uh, Tottenham remaining Premier League midweek fixture, or the other way round. Of course, Tottenham versus Chelsea, and Effie Abada joins us uh, from the Carolina Panthers. And uh, we'll be looking ahead to the Super Bowl, looking at his rise through the ranks from the London Amateur uh, League of American Football. It's quite amazing being yeah. picked up. Yeah, oh, I'm interested to know if, you know, if you, if you have a list of all the great quarterbacks you want to sack. That's his job is to sack people. Yeah, and he's he's, he's, he's he's sack Brady. We'll play you that. We'll play yeah. a bit of audio of that later on. But uh, yeah, you sort of list them off, going they're the ones I want. I got them. Hello, Curtis Davis, who's listening. Uh, the uh, 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 Curtis Davis playing for is he still at Derby? I don't know. I think he is, I should yeah. know that, shouldn't I? Yeah. Anyway, Steve McLarenet as the uh, <laughs> yeah, thank as, you, as the gaffer. Thank you very much. That's very good. This is um, this is because Tuchel wants Chelsea to be like an orchestra, and Max decided to go. Unlike him, quite puntastic. <laughs> He's normally a. I'm above a pun normally. You're normally above a pun. Yeah. We're not, um, which is uh, why Sean in Salford has said you've got to have the old Bolton and West Brom player Len Cancello. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, of course, it's purpose built. Um, an anonymous text just writing Paolo de Pianio. I mean, it's sort of that's works, quite good. It? We'll take it. Trumpeter check says Gary and Farnham. Um, Tor Andre flute says Abdul. <laughs> I like uh, David says Tony Woodblock. <laughs> I think we're speaking to Tony Woodblock tomorrow. Oh, well, great. obviously the real one. Yeah. Um, Xylophone Zidane says Roger from Saddleworth. What an Xylophone orchestra. Zidane. What an Come orchestra on. we're building. Um, what, what, what did you end up with in the orchestra? Were, we, were you on the woodblock or were you given a? Were you a, on a violin, Paul? Oh no, no, I didn't play anything. So I could play. I, 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 the school orchestra, I wasn't. I didn't really get involved in that. Were you too cool for it. No, too cool for no, it. No, I was probably. I probably got a, a cymbals. I might have had a go on the cymbals or something like that. I did. Uh, someone said in cymbals, Regis. I mean, that is so, pushing it. Uh, in uh, it. Yeah, that probably is pushing it. <laughs> uh, a sporting bluff. When playing cricket for Anik, uh, Anik Town B uh, years ago. The host team had to take turns as umpires, frantically arguing and trying to get LBW rule correct amongst ourselves. Our captain concluded, don't give anyone out LBW. Oh, well, that is <laughs> that, the that first. Does, that does that's, make the game more difficult well, to play. No, Thank the, you, Brent, for that. It's the first rule of village cricket, isn't it? I mean, the first rule, and anybody yeah. who knows who plays village cricket, if you're not opening the batting, is just before the batsmen go out, that's when to go to the toilet so the gaffer can't, you know, you know, the captain can't go, can you do the first 10 overs, please? Because you don't want to do that. <laughs> it's tough, and then isn't it? it is. No, I mean, no one gives LBW in village cricket. I mean, you have to be basically standing behind the stand. You have to be bold, I and think, then they might just I think it. Andy admitted to a, quite a few moody ones at one point. <laughs> well, Andy's given his own teammates no, out. No, I think he, he gave one or two of the opposition slightly moody decisions. I mean, look, he, he might put me right. So he, I think there was an incident when he did, when he umpired. I think he was telling this batsman how lucky he was uh, oh, all really? the time. Yeah, can I have your lottery numbers, mate? I think it was one of those. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Third and long, another blitz coming, Brady taken down, that time the pressure got home, F.A. Obata with the sack, the first of the game. Yes, there we are, our next guest in action for the Carolina Panthers against uh, the Bucks, and they play in the Super Bowl this weekend, and uh, F.A. Obata's played against them twice this year, he's got quite some story, and he joins us now, F.A., good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Nice pleasure. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great story how you were sort of picked up playing for the London Warriors, just playing amateur American football, and was spotted playing for them and then and went all the way to the NFL. I mean, it's, it's quite a rare occurrence, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's been a, it's been a very um, challenging and long journey, but I've been traded for the world. Um, I, I, you know how? I mean, that is—it it feels like such a huge jump to you know for uh, to get into the NFL. I mean, is is there any comparison at all? <laughs> Honestly, absolutely not. Like, uh, it's it's a testament to the guys that are having a lot of success in the NFL. Like, in my early years, I had I didn't have success. I had a lot of doors shut in my face, and I had to go back to the lab and kept working and kept grinding and just constantly trying to make the most of the opportunities that I was given that even most people don't even get that are in the NFL or even have that, that have gone through that pathway from college. Not to talk about some guy that's come from the, from Europe, from the UK that has never played football before. Mm-hmm. So it's, there is no comparison, but you know, I've, I've had, I was surrounded by a lot of great guys and a lot of great people that, that gave me a good opportunity. So, yeah. Did you have to go through this sort of combine system when, when you came over to the States or not? Uh, I, initially, I didn't, but after a few no's, um, I did take part in a veteran combine in Arizona, mm. and um, that kind of put me on the map in the fourth, on a few guys, and this was before the NFL pathway program kind of came into play. This is where all the coaches come along and watch the kind of right, the, okay. the, the, the guys go through the boat. They do sort of physical and psychological work on them and speak to them. And But I think they're talking this year because of the virus about a kind of semi-virtual sort of, um, combine, which will be a quite difficult thing to do, I would think. Uh, it would be. I, I, honestly, I don't know how that's going to happen, mm-hmm. but I, I pray that it does because um, the COVID has affected guys um, like the NFL Academy. I, you know, it's, I'm sure it's affected other, other parts of the sport. But if they can find a way around that to evaluate guys and get new talent into the, into the game, then yeah, good on them. 
Um, do you have any choice in 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 sort of who you play for? I don't. You didn't go through the the, the draft system, but I always find that quite interesting when a player goes, oh, "You've just signed for Cleveland," and they're sitting there going, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to go to Cleveland." <laughs> like, did, do you, you know? Did you probably you, you can't tell us now if the last place you want to be is Carolina, but you, they happen to want you. Do you get any choice yourself? Initially, because of the pathway program, you didn't really have a choice, and it was fairly new. It was it was starting off, and um, you know, just for us in the division, we had four guys, and everyone got put into a team. But as you as you progress into your contracts, um, if you can get to a restricted or unrestricted level, which the stage that I'm at right now, you you tend to have a choice at the unrestricted level. That's when you get to decide. Okay, I, I want to go here, or I want to stay here, based on your talent. But early on with the rookie contracts, you don't really have a lot of choice. You just kind of have to go with whoever has your rights. If I, as you've not gone through that traditional system, through the college and the draft system, etc., is that you get much pushback on that? Were the, are the guys quite welcoming? Or is, how does it work as a kind of a guy that's come over from, from the UK? Um, it's, a, it's a production-based industry, right? So it's, it's like, what have you done for me lately? So if, you, if you're performing, I'm sure that you're gonna, they're going to keep you around. If, if if a coach sees your talent or sees some something in you that they, they're able to bring out, they, I'm sure they're going to they're stick around. But my my journey is I've I've had to claw and fight for everything that I've I've got. You know, nothing come came easy to me. You know, so and and I live by hard work and gratitude. So it's just uh, that's kind of what that's kind of been my my journey. I, I can't speak for anybody else, but. Yeah, that's that's it, really. Mm. Um, uh, forgive me if this is a, a, a stupid question. It's according to the stats in front of us. You've got five and a half sacks this season. Right. Does that mean you didn't quite take down the last guy, or like there were two of you <laughs> caught in exactly the same moment? No. So that means that me and another uh, teammate hit the same guy at the exact same moment. Oh. Okay, and did you get there slightly before him or slightly after him? It can't, be, it can't be exactly the same moment. <laughs> <laughs> he wants that. I want that half a sack. Yeah, I want back. that half off you. Yeah, I do. I do want half a sack. Well, some 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 websites don't don't count it as half a sack. Some websites count it as as a whole, yeah. but it it all depends. But you know, it's. It's all fun, you know. <laughs> we, we, we just played that little clip of you taking out Brady. I mean, do you, do you get a bit starry-eyed at times if, you know, you, you play the game, you love the game, and just now and again you look and think, blimey, that's, that's Tom Brady. Right, right. Um, in the <laughs> moment, I didn't I, I didn't get I – um, I was still locked in. I was still in season mode. I was still a competitor. But, you know, now that I'm out of it, I'm taking time, spending on my family and my wife. I'm, I, can, I can appreciate the work and appreciate the success that I've had. And, yeah, that is Tom Brady. He's – arguably the greatest, if not the greatest to ever play that situation. And I mean, that position and, you know, for all defensive linemen, he's definitely on on our bucket list. So I'm happy that I've got to him. I like the idea there is a bucket list. You know? <laughs> there, there is a bucket and list. Yeah, it's great. I, mean, I suppose at that moment, you can't say, can I have your shirt at the end of the game? Yeah. He's probably not quite in the right. mood. Um, and, you, and you played against him twice this season. Um, so how are you seeing, are you seeing the game at the weekend against the Chiefs? Um, you know what? I'm. I haven't got a skin in it, so I'm, I'm very impartial. But I will say this: a lot of guys have lost a lot of bets, got betting against Tom Brady. Mm. You know, so you know, on one side you've got the, one, the, the greatest, the goal in my eyes, and on the other side you have a young guy that's that's arguably making a statement that he can achieve the success that Tom Brady has. All he needs is time, and he has amazing weapons to do that. Um, so it's it's going to be a very interesting game. Like it's it's a Chris. It's honestly it's a football miracle that the fact that 
these two guys are on a big stage. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting day. Yeah, Brady Mahomes will be great. Um, just finally, do you, I mean, I'm sure you do watch the game, but, or is it too painful as you're not there? Or, or, when you watch the game, do you watch it like <laughs> the fan does? Do you ever make it a big sort of social event or do you get together with teammates? How do you tend to watch the Super Bowl? Um, it, it all depends what year it is, but this year, you know, because of the pandemic, sure. I'm just going to be very small. Me, me, just me and, and, and my family in, in, in the house. Um, you know, I watch it as a, I watch it as a fan. There are a few guys on on either side of the team of teams that I'm I'm close with, and I'm going to be rooting for. But I'm just honestly, I'm just going to be watching it as as a fan, and also maybe just learning from what guys in my position are doing. Like I, I, I also do that as well. Of course, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, FA, good to talk to you. I really appreciate you joining us. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Thank man. you. Thank Take you. care. That's uh, FA Abada there from Carolina Panthers. Great story. It's a brilliant story. Yeah. You should read and more it's, about it. And yeah, it's, I mean, his whole life story is fascinating. We didn't get a chance to talk about it all, but you, you should go and check it out. Um, and uh, yeah, incredible guy. On his profile picture on Twitter, I mean, it's it's like a, <clears> it looks like a photo from, you know, every great American football yeah. movie you've ever seen. Yeah. There he's holding the ball in the middle of his teammates, huge grin on his face. I like that. Well, I'm happy to grant him the whole sack. I don't okay, know if yeah, I have that power. Can, I don't think he can have d- six. <laughs> okay, then. Max Ryan. Rushed in a spoken if the NFL were listening this afternoon. A birthday spread coming up shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Here we go then, birthday spread. Andy Jacobs is going to join us in a few moments and give us 10 birthdays. He'll have a top quality gag attached to each one. That's a guarantee. You can take that to the bank. Um, the scoring will be done by Jeff Peters because the first week we tried this uh, as a contest between myself and Max, it was a disaster. Um, but uh, Jeff has, has knocked it into shape. Uh, we've got to guess the age of 10 people. It's the person really with the smallest score at the end, the lowest margin of error on all those 10 birthdays is the winner. Play along at home if you've got yeah. nothing better to do. Guess the birthdays with us and see what you score and lord it up if uh, if you're better than us. Can I just say for the record, I know that Mike Duxbury is 61. I hope it hasn't made well, uh, yes. the birthday spread. <laughs> so do I. So that's a level playing field. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon. Matt. The quality of the gags today, what are you going to get? A solid what out of 10? Oh, I'd say, uh, I'd say a tremendous uh, six. Oh, OK. Oh, good. <laughs> it bodes good. well. <laughs> Jeff, good afternoon. Oh, there you are. Jeff's in his yeah, nerve okay. centre. Yeah, good afternoon. And thank Fantastic. you to Andy for early sight of the birthdays and uh, Ooh, and, and how old they are. Organised this but, week. But, but not, not the gags, so I can enjoy them in, in yeah. real time. You say I can, enjoy. I can, I can, yeah, I can guess <laughs> a, where a couple of them might be going. <laughs> yeah. So can I. If Andy's yeah. sending the birthdays to Jeff, and you know, we don't know how honest Jeff is. He oh, Jeff's honest as the day is long. So there, we, there's no price that you or I could give to. Uh, to I think Jeff. neither of us would want to. Although I'm beginning to feel that you might be prepared to pay for <laughs> yeah, that. I'm, I'm, so. a very, I'm an honest player. I'm an honest player. <laughs> All we need now is Pele. Pele. Here he is. Okay, uh, Andy, your first birthday. Okay, very happy birthday to Mike. Du- no, it isn't. <laughs> it's Sean, Sean Curley, the hockey player. Oh, Sean, really? Curley. Sean Curley. And I'm so glad to see him still popping up in the birthday spread and still in the male grooming business with Craig Short. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> Who are you with there, Jeff? Jeff's got, <laughs> Jeff's got a high laugh. He's got a high laugh, Jeff, isn't he? We don't need fake laughter, thank you. This is the real thing out yeah, there. I wasn't... I wasn't. I didn't take any notes of the joke because I was. I was doing maths to work uh, out Sean Curley. That's how seriously I'm who's, taking it. Who's going to go first this time, Jeff? You're in charge. Uh, Max. Go on, Max. Okay, so Sean Curley. Yeah. Oh God. What are you in? 
Well, it was 88, wasn't it? Yeah. So, no, it was in 90. In so, your own time. Okay, yeah, I, I want to get it right. <laughs> Well, for God's sake, we've only got 10 minutes. 10 birthdays here, you know. It's so competitive. It's ridiculous. 57. 57, I'd say, very similar age. I would have gone that. I would have gone about 58. What is Andy? 61. Oh, okay. okay. So, what's happening, Jeff? Paul three, Max four. Okay, off we go. It's all over. You're going to have to be quicker than that. This is T20 birthday Okay, okay. We've only got 10 minutes. Rush me. (laughs) Okay, it's happy birthday to the civil engineer and chairman of the National Express, John Armit. John Armit. And uh, I saw him out with Hugh Woosencroft, and I didn't recognise him. It really annoyed me. I said to him, Hugh and who's Armit? <laughs> Very oh, good. Wow. Very good. Um, 68. Oh, God. Okay. See how quickly I did that? Well, 68. You're so good at this game, Paul. Well, I could be, sm- it could smug, be 22. Smug player, right? <laughs> um, I, I'm on to coattails this early. 67. What is the end? 75. 75. Oh, okay. Mm. So, so it's Paul 10, Max 12. Okay, 10, 12. Oh, close, close contest. Here we go, Andy. It's a Leonard Buffett yes, squash. The, Here we go. <laughs> the entrepreneur and Dragon's Den in- investor oh. for 10 years, Duncan Bannatyne. Oh, yeah. Duncan yeah. Bannatyne. Bannatyne. And I went to him, yeah, I went to him actually to ask for backing for my new board game based on the birthday spread. It was going really, really well till I showed him Jeff Peters' scoring system. And that's when he said, that's why I'm out. Oh, what about that? Oh, nice. Nice, yeah, yeah. Uh, Duncan Ballantyne is, I'm going to say, 72. Would you say he's that old? You oh, think he's had a bit go. of work done? I don't know, you could be right. I mean, he's, he's probably older than you think. I, I think he's 69, I'm going to go for. It's Max's back, he's 72. Oh! Okay. I cheered too much, I cheered in your face did, there. It's yeah, poor yeah, etiquette. It's getting, <laughs> getting a bit nasty in here, actually. That's, a, that's the equivalent of a send-off. <laughs> yeah, really. it was. What's the score, Jeff? It's Paul 13, Max 12. Oh, he's taking yeah. the lead, all right. Can Jeff stop doing his sound effects? They're really annoying me. Okay. Oh, okay. I like them. <laughs> I don't. Just keep doing Professor, it. As they annoy you, Andy, you Andy tell Jeff it. how you feel about his sound effects. Yeah. 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 They're terrible. Okay, <laughs> they don't add anything. Okay, it's <laughs> Professor. <laughs> well, they don't. They're just ruining it. We, we want the groaningness. We don't need all that other stuff. Okay, great, Professor Germaine Greer. Professor Germaine Greer. Greer, yeah. Greer. Yeah. And she took part in an experiment, amazing experiment, with the former Leeds and Notts County striker, Shawanmi. Uh, Germaine <laughs> persuaded him to take part in RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, it was the female Enoch. <laughs> oh, really good. Mm, blimey, okay. Really good. Germaine Greer's got to be, wow. It's got to be late 70s, isn't she now? Or possibly, oh, wow. And 79, I'm going, Andy. Okay. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, well, I don't ask Jeff. Jeff, I'm sorry. You <laughs> might know. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> what do you think, Jeff? <laughs> uh, actually, what do you think, Jeff? Let us know. Uh, she's 45. 77. <laughs> she's 82. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a roller coaster. It's swinging yeah. one way and another. It's now Paul 16, Max 17. At one point, okay, we're going to have we... to say, there's been a winner in the birthday spread. <laughs> <laughs> Has there, Jeff? <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's uh, halfway, coming up to the halfway point, it's Philip Glass, the oh, yeah. composer and musician. Uh, he's an old mate of mine, actually, Philip. He's got amazing appetite. I once cooked him a slap-up meal, six courses, but he was still hungry at the end of it. Yes, Glass was half full. Okay. I thought, is... I thought he joined Elbow. I think you were going down that. I thought you were going down that route. I feel this is going to be the moment where Paul just sits back and goes, I think Philip Glass is much older than that. I'm going to say Philip Glass is 68. I think he might be a bit older than that. Oh, <laughs> no, not much older, not much older than that. Oh, no, don't, don't get upset. Um, 72 I'm going to go for. What is he? 
84. Mm. Yes. So Paul is 12 out, Max is 16 out. Okay. So, so it's job, Paul Jeff. 28, Max 33. Okay, yeah, you're getting Ooh, on at home, close, folks. Though. Let us know your score. Are <laughs> you getting on at home? I just think they good. turned no, off. Not you. <laughs> be my guess. <laughs> not you. Yeah. They're playing along, aren't they? They're playing like inter family, like you do when university it. challenges. They're yeah, listening to classic <laughs> FM. I Mum and Dad, anyway, the kids, they're all round their radios. Come on, give us a Cambridge United left midfielder. No, no, it's a bloke you will know from the actor from Normal People from 2020, Paul Mescal. Paul oh, yeah. Mescal. Yeah. And he was fishing with Nigel Botherway when he accidentally swallowed Nigel's bait as it flew off the hook. Oh. Yes, Mescal had a worm inside him. Oh, beautiful. There we are. It's my go first, isn't it? It's your go first, yeah. Max has got a real game drink face Mescal, on. He's not, Max. he's not listening Honestly, or indulging in any of these games. Honestly, Max, I'm not playing next week if you don't <laughs> listen to the gags. There's no point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Max, Max has got... Point of I've this. not seen it. Max looks like he's turning out for Polytechnic. <laughs> it's ludicrous. Penalty shooter. I'll just say I the names. I won't bother. It took me about two days to write these. You're not even listening. <laughs> I do apologise. You're absolutely right. I'm really not playing Paul in the Mescal. spirit of the game. Paul Mascow. I, I apologise to my family and to everybody. 27. He's 26. He's 25. Oh, OK. We're all in the ballpark. Mm. What's okay. the score, no, I Jeff? thought that'd be a good one for you, Max Mescal, because I know you like a drink. And, uh, <laughs> okay, drink I didn't hear the joke, Andy. I was focusing. Yes, I know. <laughs> so Paul is okay. two out. Max is one out. So it's Paul 29, Max 34. OK, okay keep going. Sorry, okay, sorry, yeah. sorry. It's Paul 30, Max 34. Just okay. to clarify. All right, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Mansfield, <laughs> Northampton. <laughs> exactly. <one. Yeah. laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And Jeff's the only person who knows what's said there. Anyway, Sir Chips Keswick, the former chairman of Arsenal. And, oh, blimey, it was very unfortunate, his last garden party. He got too close to the barbecue, sunburnt, and his cravat caught light from the outdoor heater. Yes, chips was triple fried. <laughs> nice. <Very laughs> One for fans of Heston Blumenthal. Yeah. <laughs> so chips, Keswick, 81. Yeah, so chips. I think he might be a bit older than that much. 84, so chips. So Chips is, where is he gone? He's 81. Oh, OK. Well, I so, think that's a, draw, that's a draw now, Jeff, isn't so it? So, yeah, it's, well, it's a, a direct hit for Max. Yeah. Paul, you're three out. Mm. Uh, oh. So it's Paul 33, Max 34. OK, and how many left? Three. T three, OK. Go on, Andy, keep going. OK, Tony Flower, founding chairman of the, two, uh, the Young Foundation Think Tank from 2005 to 2007, the Young Foundation Think Tank, Tony Flower. Oh, and uh, I was actually part of that think tank. We were supposed to... <laughs> To go to a conference in Las Vegas to see Neil Diamond. Yeah. But the last minute he decided to drop me. And I couldn't believe it. You don't bring me flour. <laughs> I said to him. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. Blimey. I preferred it when I was focused. <laughs> yeah. I, get, uh, I might start focusing. You've only started listening with it. These are the rubbish ones at the end. You've missed all the good ones. Oh, there we go. Uh, what do you think he is? The boy? Tony, Tony Flower. Tony Flower. 2005 yeah. at the top of his game. Yeah. Um, Tony Flower is 71. Okay, I might, go, I might go a bit younger. I might go 66. Clickly click. Oh, Max is in there. He's 70. Oh. So Paul is four out. Max is one out. Yes. Now Max is in the lead, wow. 35 to 37. 35 to 37, yeah. Wow. Okay, so it's, uh, it's the uh, ballet dancer and choreographer from the Royal Ballet, Will Tuckett. Will tuck it, Careful. and uh, his his yeah. grandmother. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. His grandmother. His grandmother lives in a tiny isolated island off Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Nantucket. Oh yes, <laughs> you didn't have years, Andy. There did you for Will Tuckett? He's still the ballet dancer. Isn't yeah, he? he's still there. Yeah, he's still there. He's, old yeah, Will he's still there. Yeah, choreographer though. And oh, dancer. choreographer and dancer. Yeah, Will Tuckett. Um, 
That's a toughie, this, isn't it? Um, 64. What do you think, Max? You could really take the game. You could take <laughs> oh, me out. Don't now. play mind games with you me because I really <laughs> want to go just one away. But yeah. I think he's. A, I just think Will Tucker's a bit younger than that. Okay. I'm just trying to play your game. Uh, 61. 52. Oh, so that, 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 what does that do with the scores, Jeff? We go to the yeah, last well, one. Paul is 12 out. Max is 9 out. So yep. Paul moves on to 30. Uh, Paul moves on to 49. Yep. Max on 44. So Max has a five lead. Ooh, and wow. you, you go first this time, yeah, don't you, Max? I do. So you can't, you can't do any S house. I can't do any S house. No. <laughs> we we, it'll be Sir Winston <laughs> Bourbon Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Conservative. Paul Hawksby's <laughs> best friend for the last 20 years. <laughs> Me and the Bobs. <laughs> Go on, then, Andy, take it away. Serge Dorney. Serge Dorney, rather, the uh, artistic director of the London Philharmonic Orchestra from 1996 to 2003. Serge Dorney. And um, I used to queue up for tickets at Chelsea with Serge, and, and the late great broadcaster, Darkus Howe, was always just ahead of him in the queue. Yes, it was always Darkus before the dawn. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. That was good, good Andy. That's your finest hour. Serge Dorney. He was was doing whatever he was doing, 96 to 03. So he's got to be getting on a bit, hasn't he? I'll go 87. 87. I'm going to go... How many? I'm five out, aren't I? You said, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go uh, 81. Tactical. He's 59. Oh, oh no! <laughs> He's nicked it by one. <laughs> I think I've nicked it by one, Jeff. Yeah. Paul, Paul is 22 out. Max is 28 <laughs> out. So Paul on 71 and Max on 72. It's a game of chess. Oh. It's a game of chess. Well, what a great... Look, birthday spread was uh, the winner. And that's what we all want. I'll send you the first five games in the post-match. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. The Hawksby and Jay. Jacob's daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again uh, tomorrow. Andy will be alongside me. What from a birthday one. spread that yeah, was. What a way to go out for you, Max. Uh, I mean, literally, at, at time of recording, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm back in the dressing room. Heavily. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm queuing up for the media interviews. I'm, I'm like Ralph Hasenhutl after that nine 0 You're gutted. I can see. Really I could am. see it in your face. Yeah, I do so, get too serious here. I apologise, everyone. <laughs> uh, you're back on Tuesday, aren't you? Of course. Uh, if selected, yes. Yes, uh, Andy, with me tomorrow from one. If you can listen, great. If not. Uh, the H&J Daily Podcast and indeed the Clips of the Week podcast will be available at around five. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.